Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. J.T. DeVolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, live. And you know what that means. It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Always a privilege to come at you. For the High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you as always by flywithjt.com. That is flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay in tune and in touch with everything going on in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road, so you make sure that you get yourself over there so you don't miss out. I want to talk to you today about something that I think is extremely important, and since most people who tune in here are about living a high-performance life, and a lot of you are entrepreneurs. I feel like this message is directed and especially really tailor-fit just for you. I read an article the other day that just I thought was brilliant, and it made me think of you guys. It made me think of my high-altitude community here, and I really feel like this is an important topic, especially this day and age, especially right now. The times we're living in are very interesting times with the presidential elections coming up, with uh, just people being very concerned about the future and you know how things are going to shake out. As entrepreneurs, as leaders, it's important for us to remember that we are in charge of our own destiny. We're the captains of our own ship. We're in charge of how we live our lives. And to the greatest degree possible, we can control so much of our own lives. There are certain things that are out of our control, of course, and I think that's one reason why people tend to surrender a lot of their power, especially when we start talking about political elections and such, because they want to make sure that they get the right people in place so that those people can control things. I want you to think about something a little bit different, and I think most of you get that. People, especially entrepreneurs, talk about freedom, but rarely do they fully understand what that means or actually fully live the freedom. There's an old saying, freedom isn't free, and I can tell you from personal experience that is so true. It's not just serving in the military, but truly, in order to have freedom, you have to sacrifice so much to get that level of freedom. The more you sacrifice, the more freedom you you get to have. But see, here's what's interesting about freedom is a lot of times people don't actually go the full length of the field to get it. They stop short. For whatever reason, maybe it's that, they, that need for security. Maybe it's that need of, of knowing that, some, that somebody else is taking care of the other stuff. They don't want that full freedom. It's a nice thing to think about. I mean, it's real romantic, right? But certainly, freedom itself is not free. And in a lot of times, people surrender their freedom far more than they should. Recently, I stumbled upon this 
really powerful article by a writer and an artist named Sofo Archon. I hope I hope I'm saying his his name right. It was called The Seven Signs That You Are a Slave and How to Become Free. And when I read this, I thought, man, what an interesting title because it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. There was it was very much a finger in the chest, very much, you know, sort of a call to action if you will for people who are serious about living free about having a sense of freedom. And what's interesting about it is I think a lot of people are lulled into sleep thinking that they're already free, especially here in the United States. Now, for those of you, and this is an international audience, and I appreciate that. It depends on where you live, but there are a lot of places on the planet that believe that they also live free. So what I'm going to share with you is not just a message for for my fellow Americans, okay? This is a message for all of us, and especially, I believe, directed towards the entrepreneurs and especially directed towards the high-altitude people in this community. What's interesting is he, he starts off talking about how you know you're a slave, and, and he gives the seven ways that you can kind of tell if you're a slave. And the first one was that you watch a lot of TV. And I will tell you this. I have seen more people enraptured by what I was raised to be called the idiot box, right? That's what they were called it when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I used to love to watch TV. I loved to watch cartoons. I loved to watch TV shows. My favorite shows sometimes were these superhero shows like The Six Million Dollar Man, uh, you know, just things like that. I just always was enraptured with certain shows, the A-Team. But I didn't understand as a young man that there was programming involved. I mean, they call it, you know, we return you now to your regularly scheduled programming. I think they call it programming for a very solid reason because that's ultimately what the networks are, are trying to do. And more importantly, the advertisers. So people use TV like a pacifier, right? Sometimes they literally use it as a babysitter. They'll put the kids down in front of the TV and just allow the kids to kind of consume as much as they want. Sometimes people use it as a companion. Sadly, there's somebody in my life that that I know, um, and this person constantly has to have the TV on because they don't want to feel lonely. There's this this almost deathly fear of being alone in the quiet. People use it to avoid that. But see, TV, television, is brainwashing. It's total propaganda, especially big media. There's very little actual journalism which is unfortunate because so many people, they, you know, especially like, and no offense to the baby boomers, but people that were, that were raised on really good journalism. Remember Walter Cronkite and people like that? Back in those days, you could watch a television program and at least get some value from it. Now, I'm not saying that they weren't programming you back then, and I'm not saying there wasn't a lot of propaganda and hype and BS back then, but what I'm suggesting is it's even worse now. These people that are being touted as journalists, especially on these big media channels, that's a fluke. Honestly, that's a real slap in the face to real authentic journalists because all it is is a bunch of hype and BS. They're just churning it out because they know that the more they churn, the more you'll consume, and the more you consume, the more money they actually make. There is very little journalism on TV, so turn that damn thing off. At the very least, if you must watch television, be selective about what you watch. DVR the commercials so you can spend less time in front of the TV and more time connected to the people you love. But more importantly, also use it as, you know, sort of a use to, to you, it's okay to use it to kind of escape from time to time. But be careful of what you consume. Most people just don't do that. They consume so much TV. And the television is literally rotting your brain. 
I used to think that was hilarious back when I was a kid. I used to think, ah, my parents, my grandparents, they don't know what they're talking about. And now here I am espousing the same wisdom to my community. I care about you, and I want you to know that if you watch too much TV, it is enslaving you. Another sign that you could be a, a slave is that you support politicians. This is what this article said, and man, I've got to tell you, this is one of my favorite. There's really two main, main points in here that I want to drive home, and this is one of them. Supporting politicians. There's this adoration that people give. They literally worship their uh, politicians based mostly on party whatever party affiliation they line themselves up with, they'll follow these people blindly. And I've got to be completely honest with you. People ask me, hey, what do you think what do you, of this upcoming political election? I, I'd like to choose to stay out of it. I don't talk about politics. And I don't talk about religion either, because frankly, it detracts people from what's really at stake. If you want to live a high-performance life, talking about politics and religion is the furthest thing away from it. Unless, of course, you're a politician or you are in religion. If that's your primary driver, if that's your mission in life, then absolutely, that's a totally different thing. But most people don't work in politics. Most people don't work in religion. Most people don't have that kind of a career. They're not building a business around that. And frankly, people that support politicians are typically people that are hoping that somebody else is going to take care of them. They're hoping for the cavalry to come in and rescue them. You've heard me say this many times if you've been following the High Altitude Mentorship Show long enough, that there is no cavalry. Nobody's coming to rescue you. As an entrepreneur, you have to take that on board. In fact, it can be a very relieving, almost freeing thought to know we are in charge of our own destiny. These people don't care about you. Not one of them do. I don't care who your, who your favorite candidate is. They don't care about you. They may seem like it, they're awesome spin doctors, right? They can do an amazing job of making you feel wanted, feel loved, feel understood, feel taken care of, but they don't care about you. Because the minute they get in office, think about any politician you've known, they change their tone and their tune the minute they take office, right? They're owned by major corporations, every single one of them. doesn't matter who it is. I know your favorite. I know what you're saying. No, no, not mine, JT, not my candidate, but I'm telling you right now. Each and every single one of them are. It's important for us to take responsibility for our own life. And if people support politicians and follow them and push them and do all this kind of stuff, you are setting yourself up for a painful ride. Now, the next one that he talks about in this article is materialism, right, and consumerism and how it owns people. Buying more stuff is not going to make you happy. It's not going to fill the void. I've got an amazing client who um, she, she teaches people about emotional spending. And she is f just phenomenal at this. And she talks about the grip that emotional spending has on people, this consumerism, this materialism. It's almost as if because they don't have enough, they feel, or because they aren't enough, they don't feel that they are enough, they need to go out and consume more, buy more stuff, that new pair of shoes, that new dress, that new whatever it is, that new car. We've got to buy a bigger house. And it's been an epidemic for a very long time, not just here in the United States, but worldwide. But if you really, truly want to be enslaved, then buy into this concept that you need more, that you're not enough, and that the only way to fill that void is to fill it with stuff. Listen, it's about finding your true value and your worth and not trying to fill the void with materialist stuff. It doesn't mean you can't go buy yourself nice things doesn't mean having a nice car, a nice home is a bad thing. Not at all. It's that if that's what drives you, if you f constantly feel the need to fill that void, that's where the challenge is. 
The next one that he talks about in the article is blindly following religion. Now, this is the other hot point that I was talking about just a moment ago. The reason why I think this is important is not that I have a problem with people following religion. It's when they follow blindly. And I mean this with anything. You can follow anything as a religion. You can follow sports. You can follow politics as a religion. You can follow gurus. I've said this many times. Don't just listen to what I say. Question it. Critique it. Use your thinking cap, right? Keep your head on a swivel and think critically, and don't just accept things at, at face value, even for me. Now, I, I bust my butt to bring you guys great content and to back it up with research and to do the stuff that I know works and teach you things that I've learned over decades of working with people. And I know that what I teach you works, otherwise I wouldn't teach it, but that does not mean that you shouldn't question it. And the same goes for religion. Most people that sort of use religion as a crutch are, are feeling empty inside anyway. They're missing the spiritual lesson of what the, what the religion is trying to teach them. And all religions have amazing lessons to be taught. But when we start saying, hey, our religion is the only way and everybody else is wrong, everybody else is condemned to hell, I mean, man, that starts to get to where it starts to lose its spirituality. Wouldn't you agree? when we start pointing fingers and judging other people. And it's very frightening that people will use that almost as a crutch and follow it blindly. So that's, the, that's sort of the cautionary tale I'll leave with you on that. Again, I don't like to be overly religious or political in my message because, frankly, I don't believe that it's, it has any value. It's not what I talk about. It's not my platform. It's not even core to my beliefs. If those things are strong in your beliefs and your core values, then go ahead and follow those. But be very careful that you're using those too much and becoming enslaved by them. Here's the other thing, and this part may be not be as huge an issue for, the, for, for this audience, but in the article he talks about feeling forced to work. Now, entrepreneurs are the only people crazy enough to give up a 40-hour work week to follow it for 80 hours of building a business, right? We're the only ones nuts enough to do that. But see, most people, when they have a J-O-B, they lack purpose and vision, and that's why they feel so unfulfilled. That's why they feel so worn out and tired and exhausted and feel so burnt out. Most of it is they have no purpose and no vision. But guess what? Entrepreneurs can feel the same way. If you're an entrepreneur and you're building your enterprise and you've forgotten your why, if you're an entrepreneur building your enterprise and you've forgotten the purpose and the vision behind what you're doing, you've forgotten who you're doing this for, more, most importantly yourself, it's very easy to feel like a slave to the grind isn't it? To feel like a slave to your, to your brand, to your business. And that is not the way to live. That's not what entrepreneurship's about. If you really, truly want freedom, it's about being 100% connected to your why and to your vision and to be passionate about what you're doing, even when it sucks, even when it's not fun. That's why we have to be so dialed into our purpose and our why and not feeling forced to do it, feeling grateful that we have the opportunity to do it and feeling like each day is a gift in and of itself. Now, the next thing that Sofo talks about in this article is having no concern over what we eat. If you want to see a person who's a slave, find that person that's just using their mouth as a vacuum, right? Just eating anything they see. Because it's interesting. Why I find this to be a very compelling point, and I'm glad that he put this in the article, is I have fallen victim to this too, where I was so consumed with working, so consumed with building the business, so consumed with doing that I wasn't paying close attention to what was going inside your body, inside my body, right? Think of this. It's a high-performance machine, 
right? If you are a high performer, you have to count on high-octane fuel, constantly aware. It doesn't mean a life of drudgery. It doesn't mean that you have to go to the extremes. There, are, Listen, there are plenty of people that want you to eat so extremely uh, that they'll say, if you don't eat vegan, you're wrong. That's not what I'm saying here at all. Or that you have to give up this or you have to give up that. Now, there are certain things that I've strived to give up, like white sugar, processed sugar. Um, I don't eat too much dairy. I don't eat no dairy. I, I do have dairy in my life. But there are certain things that when you give them up, you stop being a slave to it, right? Processed foods, all of this garbage that goes in, consuming that stuff. It re- Listen, I truly believe that what you eat, what you consume on a regular basis, I'm not talking about cheat days. I'm not talking about your occasional slip. I'm talking about your overall what you eat. It says a lot about how you see yourself. It says a lot about how you value yourself. So what are you telling the world? What are you telling your children? What are you telling the people that work with you? What are you telling your clients? What are you telling the people that are inspired by you when they see you drinking a diet soda or eating that processed food or constantly eating out of the the drive-up window? If that's the regular, if that's the way you do your normal day, you've got to ask yourself, am I really living up to the high-performance behavior? Am I really living up to the high-altitude creed that I have put set, set forth for myself? And finally, it's an interesting thing, and this can be a little bit of a hot topic for, for folks, but Sofo points this out in his email or in his, his article. He says, blindly consuming medication is also a sign of slavery. Now, I think that's interesting, blindly consuming medication, because I'm somebody who doesn't really take medication at all, ever, almost never. In fact, if I ever do, it's usually the holistic stuff, right? And I know that makes people roll their eyes, they're like, whatever. But I'm a person that also publicly doesn't vaccinate my children. I don't personally get vaccinated. And I know, again, this draws people, drives people crazy. Some people will say, well, JT, it's been great knowing you last time I listened to the show, and that's perfectly cool. You have to believe in what you do and live, how you live. You have to, and you have to stand up for those beliefs. And one thing I truly believe is that people are absolutely addicted to drugs. Drugs for everything. We take drugs to sleep. And what's crazy about it is sleeping drugs don't even help you actually sleep. Researchers have seen this. They try to to analyze people when they sleep, when they're on sleeping drugs, actual drugs that are supposed to help people sleep, and they are the furthest thing away from sleep. Now, granted, you're, you're knocked out, right? But you're not getting the deep, natural sleep that you have to have. And yes, there's lots of people with crazy conditions that need certain things. But I'm firmly convinced that drugs are not necessarily the answer in all cases. Depression. This is another big one. In fact, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter whether you believe in guns or not. I think the big root of all of the problems we have with violence is, is the, the depression and the mental health, the mental illness issues. That's the thing we should be addressing. It's, it's really, to me, the, the whole gun thing is not necessarily a big topic. I mean, it's a big topic, of course. But I think the bigger issue, the actual issue itself, is the mental health issue. Now, I share this with you because if we start allowing ourselves to be driven by the big pharma companies, right, and start to say, oh, I have to have this drug, I have to have this thing because I'm on this. My, I've got people in my family, close to me, people I love, whose lives have been damaged permanently because of this kind of thing, because they blindly follow the advice of a doctor whose agenda it was to write a prescription. And I'm not saying all doctors do this. I'm not saying doctors that write prescriptions have agendas. But in the case of the people that I know deeply and love deeply, this is exactly what has happened. 
We have to be very careful about what goes in our body, our food and our drugs. If you have to take drugs, please make sure you know what's going in your body. Please understand what the ramifications are. Please don't just take it blindly because some doctor with a Ph.D. said this is what you should do. It doesn't make them wrong and it doesn't make them bad people, but it is our job, our duty as high-altitude people to constantly be thinking critically, constantly be questioning, and constantly be asking these questions on a daily basis. If you truly want to be free, listen, I did not promise ever that the message was going to be soft and easy. This might be one of the most challenging calls, the most challenging shows we've done, but it's so vitally important. The truth about freedom is this. Freedom isn't free. And it's very easy to get handcuffed and become enslaved by things like television and politicians and materialism and religion and feeling forced to do something we hate to do, a career or whatever, and not being concerned about what we eat or put into our bodies. It's up to all of us to at least be aware of that and to be empowered enough to do something about it, to stand up for what we believe in, to stop the madness now to break the shackles of slavery and live as free people, free men and women, which we are all capable of doing. My intention for you as, as your high altitude, your, uh, your mission accomplishment coach is to bring you the best content I can to help you live the high, high performance, high altitude life. My hope is that this today, this episode is one of the more powerful episodes that you'll stick with and, stick, and have stick with you for a very long time. My friends, the show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern right here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com right now and download a complimentary copy of my book, Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. Talk to you next week.